millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week it's all about you again as we go through some of your stories and questions. Now, let's kick off this episode with a question from Alison on email. Hello, I've been catching up on as many Most Haunted episodes as I can over the last few months since coming across your podcast, and I'm really enjoying them. I have a question about mediums. Apologies if you've already covered this on a previous pod. My question is about how much do guest mediums know about a location prior to visiting on Most Haunted? Do they just get taken to an unknown location or do they have the opportunity to find out beforehand? I firmly believe in the paranormal, but I'm still on the fence about mediums and their gift. Loving the podcast. More on haunted theatres, please. Hi, Ali. Well, that's a great question and one I've answered many times. So you're not on your own thinking this. At the beginning of the filming of Most Haunted, we tried to keep the location a mystery to all all the mediums. We would give them a pub or a cafe as their destination to go to. And then once there, they were to phone uh, and one of our researchers would then go to that location, the pub or the cafe or wherever, and collect them uh, from the venue and bring them to the haunted location. Unfortunately, and this is the first time I've ever mentioned this, so you're hearing it first on this podcast, we soon discovered that unbeknownst to us, the channel in their naivety uh, at the time was giving the information, the addresses out to the mediums. So what would happen would be uh, the channel would be talking to the mediums. Hey, you enjoying the show and so on. Look, because sometimes the channel would come to the location to meet everybody. And then they would say, oh, we're so looking forward to seeing you at, uh, let's say, um, at Michelin Priory or South Stack Lighthouse. And so, of course, they then had the location. So what do they do? They do their research before they arrive. Um, and so that was really upsetting. And um, also we discovered some of the psychics were using their mobile phones during a trip to the Loos to phone up friends where they were then given information on the building and its ghost stories. And we found this out as they had very 
stupidly left their radio mics on and our sound recordist accidentally came across their conversations. I say stupidly. I actually am pleased that they did because we would have, well, me being me, I would have gone, oh, they're so good. They're getting all this information right. So I'm glad they left their microphones on. So we knew that they were cheating. And so then we wouldn't invite them back on again. Well, that's why in later episodes and series of Most Haunted, we stopped using mediums. And the only one in the UK that we totally, totally trust and believe is Brian Shepherd, who in our minds is the most honest, gifted, and just all round lovely, lovely person that we've ever, ever worked with. It's just unfortunate that some, and I underline the word, some of the mediums we work with were more interested in becoming famous and the money uh, than actually doing their job. And it was a real shame and very, very upsetting to us because me and the rest of the team, we really did believe in these people. We really wanted it to be true. And as you can imagine, when you find out that they were not just cheating the public, but cheating the team, it was unforgivable, really. As I've said, though, many times, there are so many mediums out there that have the most amazing abilities and are true to the work. But sadly, there are some who just want to make money and become famous. How sad is that? Now, Karen got in touch on email about their experiences at Michelin Priory. Hello, my name's Karen, and I want to tell you about one of my ghostly experiences. I was working about 10 years ago at Bodium Castle in Sussex, which was some way from home. A friend who had previously been a manager at the castle had moved on to work as a manager at Michelin Priory, also in Sussex. I was familiar with the Priory, having visited during reenactment event held in the grounds. I knew before I went that the Priory had a reputation for being haunted. I'd watched an early episode of Most Haunted, um, which had been filmed there, and there were some strange experiences. When I'd visited Michelin Priory as a reenactor, I had a slightly odd experience. I stuck my head up inside one of the fireplaces because I'd, I'd seen the show and one of the ghosts was alleged to hang out there. I came away feeling very nauseous and had to sit down for some time until the feeling passed. Was that psychosomatic? Maybe. I've certainly stuck my head up many other historic house chimneys and never felt that before. My next experience was far more dramatic. Our friends had invited us to stay in their flat for the week. The flat was on the top floor of the Priory and was in an L shape. We work at historic sites all the time, but there was something special about actually staying in one as a guest. The evening with our friends passed pleasantly and there had been no talk of ghosts between us. Sometime after everyone had gone to bed, I woke to hear very loud dragging noises. I was feeling unwell that night and was in some pain, so I wasn't feeling brave enough to investigate. I begged out loud for it to stop and told whatever it was that I was in pain, and in fact it did. My husband, who was a sound sleeper, heard nothing. The next night, in the middle of the night, the same dragging noises were back. It sounded just like someone dragging heavy furniture across the floor. I said out loud to my husband, you must be able to hear that. Of course I can, he said. We both got out of bed to investigate. I walked around to the far end of the L where the kitchen was to see if any windows were open or banging, but there was nothing. When I got back to my husband at the other end of the L, he said, did you feel that? No. What? I said. It was like a whirlwind going around my head, he said. No. Oh, 
the same whirlwind had swirled around my own head. Unable to find a reason for the noise or the wind, we both went back to bed. It wasn't until some days later that we both admitted to each other that we had a forbidding feeling that not under any circumstance should we open the door to the living room, which was next to our bedroom. Our friends had never seen or heard anything and dismissed it lightly, but admitted that they were heavy sleepers. In the days that followed, we tried to think about what could make the noise. There was no weather vane on the roof, no attic above us. Nothing had been moved in their flat the next day. It was an odd experience and I forgot about it for a while. Then many years later, I came across a ghost TV show called Extreme Ghost Stories, where a man had experienced a very similar but even more dramatic version of my experience in the same bedroom that we had stayed in. It helped to validate the experience for me. I'm not sure exactly what the ghost wanted, but I think our presence was very unwelcome there. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for your voice note. Now, as you know, I know Michelin Priory very well as I've investigated this place on numerous occasions. And each time I head back, the activity seems to be stronger. The last time, a couple of members of the Most Haunted team got scratched. It's actually up there, in my opinion, as one of, if not the Most Haunted location uh, locations in the UK. When we first investigated this old building, Chris Tuckett was the manager. And when we interviewed him about his experiences as he lived in the flat above the main house, now I presume that this is the same flat that you stayed in, Karen, he told me that he would often be woken up in the middle of the night by the sounds of heavy furniture being moved around. When he got up out of bed to investigate the strange dragging noise, he discovered a big, heavy wooden side table had been moved into the centre of the room and that the legs that had little casters on the end of them had marked a figure of eight onto the wooden floor. So, Karen, I'm wondering, was this the noise that you and your husband encountered? Maybe that piece of furniture was no longer present when you stayed, but the memory of it perhaps was still there. The noise being played out for you and your husband to hear. If you've never been to Michelin Prior in East Sussex and are keen to uh, investigate the paranormal or be a ghost hunter, I suggest that you go and keep in touch if you encounter any more spooky goings on. Amanda got in touch about a girl that has been haunting her family home. Hi, Yvette, big fan of the podcast and wanted to write in about the little girl in my mother's house. My sister is six years older than me, so I've never experienced this, but I've heard all the stories from my mother. Before I was born, my sister used to wake in the night talking about the little girl in her room who would ride round on a small bike or tricycle. I think my mother put it down to my sister's imagination until one night my cousin was staying with my sister. They had gone to bed a few hours later and my mum heard what she thought was my cousin shout her name from the top of the stairs. My mother walked upstairs to check on the girls and they were both fast asleep. Several times after this, my mother got the feeling that someone was sitting on her knee, like a child's weight with a tingling sensation. When I was born, my sister stopped seeing the little girl, but if there was a lot of people in the house, we would hear banging. I've never seen her, but I've heard footsteps when we're in the house alone. We didn't talk about it much after my little brother and sister were born as they moved into that bedroom. But one day we were shopping in a local supermarket and someone my mother knows who lived in the house previous to my mother bumped into us and began chatting. She then asked my mum if the little girl is still in the house. He said he'd seen her once at the end of the bed. 
We believe she's a nice spirit and stays close to my mother for comfort. Thank you for the great podcast. Kind regards, Manda. Well, hi, Manda, and it's great to hear from you. What is it about the ghosts of children that freaks us out, especially ones riding tricycles? Let me tell you, when I read that out, all the hairs on my arms, the back of my neck stood up to attention. Oh, oh, horrible image in my head. Anyway, this experience, it does make me a little sad. It is obvious that this um, little girl, this spirit needs to be moved on. She's finding comfort from your mom and likes to be around you all watching you grow up. Now, I would advise you, and it's just my personal opinion, doesn't mean to say that it's right, but I would advise you and your mom, even if the little girl isn't bothering you, to send her to the light. That way, she'll be reunited with her loved ones, whoever they may be. They could be parents or even guardians. Um, she's obviously not distressed, but I'd like to think that she would love to be with people who she may well recognize from her her life. Otherwise, what's going to happen is she's going to stay in the house for many, many years to come. And how is she going to cope if your mum moves away, moves out of that house? Now, remember, and this is for everybody, if you're having any hauntings or any concerns whatsoever to do with the paranormal, we all have local spiritualist churches and they're the best places to go if you need someone who's knowledgeable and experienced at moving spirits on. They will know of somebody and um, they will know of people that don't charge. They're not fraudulent, fake mediums. Um, they, they're, they're very good and they know what they're doing. So remember that uh, spiritualist churches, um, give them a shout out. Or if you have any more questions at all about it, then please get back in touch with us. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
now we hear from Lou who has a question about doppelgangers. Hi, Event team. Hope you're all well. Massive fan here. I'm writing in as I had a very strange experience. We tragically lost a good friend some time ago. She was only 19 at the time. She's only shown her presence to me a handful of times, and I do believe I'm somewhat sensitive. However, at the weekend, myself and my partner were at a bar. There was a young lady who looked almost exactly like our deceased friend, but she was at the age she would be now and not the age when she passed. My partner agreed that she looked like our friend. I couldn't stop staring at this young woman. Was this a sign? Was it a doppelganger? What are your thoughts on doppelgangers? Love a light, Lou. P.S. Hopefully see you at a Most Haunted Experience soon. Well, me too, Lou. Um, yes, I believe in doppelgangers and have experienced a few myself. I think quite recently I did tell you about Bev, the director of the first series of Most Haunted. Well, we were filming at the very first location, which was Michelin Priory, funnily enough. And Bev uh, walked out of the room to go to the ladies. So she walked out of one door and then seconds later, she walked back into the room, walked past us and then went out another door at the back. It was really, really odd. And when we asked her if she'd come back and gone through another door, she looked at us like we'd all lost the plot. She said, I've just gone to the loo and come back in the same door you, you just saw me leave. So who was the Bev that we saw enter the room seconds after we saw the first Bev leave the room? Confused? tell you what we were, but I believe it was a doppelganger, a spirit in Michelin Priory that manifests itself into somebody that you know. Your experience, Lou, reminded me of seeing a man um, from behind and he was walking up the street near where I live. And for the life of me, it was my dad. As you know, my dad passed away many years ago. And this man uh, stopped walking and turned around. Well, I was <laughs> shocked. This man was the spitting image of my dad. Everything about him, his gestures, the way he walks, it was it, his face, everything, his hair. And just to make sure it wasn't his ghost, I bravely went up to the stranger and asked him, I was so embarrassed, excuse me, but have we met before? He looked at me strangely and replied that no, we hadn't. He then smiled. I excused myself. And now I was sure it wasn't the ghost of my dad as the man didn't have the same cheeky twinkle in his eyes like my brilliant papa. So in this case, it wasn't a doppelganger or a ghost. It just happened to be a dead ringer for my dad. I have to admit, though, I did go home afterwards and have a little cry. I'd like to think that perhaps the young lady at the bar, Lou, could well have been your friend. If this ever happens again, approach and ask. You'll soon know. If they don't answer and turn away, I believe that could well be their ghost coming to say hello. From doppelgangers back to ghost hunting at Michelin Priory again, with Emma's story of a ghost hunting investigation she took part in with a medium. Hi, Yvette. I've just discovered the podcast and playing catch up. I recently listened to your stories from Michelin Priory in East Sussex, and I wanted to tell you my story from there. First off, I'm a skeptic who wants to believe. There have been a few odd things happen over the years, but nothing that's convinced me 100%, and I'm still very logical and pragmatic when experiencing anything. Michelin Priory was my first ever ghost hunt. It was over 10 years ago now, I was in my late 20s and I went with a friend with a team who had a few EMF meters and a local medium. It was a brilliant experience. I loved exploring everything in the dark, 
sitting in the nursery looking at the cot and the room with the piano where we had quite significant EMF changes. However, there was nothing really obvious or scary that happened on the walk around. I even happily sat in the priest hole for a while on my own and made friends with a spider there. My experience comes towards the end of the night when some of us were trying out scrying in a mirror. I was looking at my own face, highly skeptical as I was pretty tired and in low light, so of course my eyesight was changing things. Then the medium came up behind me and told me that there was someone here watching me. She said that it was a woman, that she wasn't linked to the house, but often watched over me and my friend. Apparently she was really happy to see us and proud of how things were and enjoyed following what we all got up to. The woman wanted to thank us for being there. She could see how happy we made them. Finally, the medium finished by saying that the woman was giving her a name, Ursula. Ursula is not a common name. We didn't know the medium from before, and whilst we were Facebook friends, neither of us posted anything personal on there and had certainly never mentioned an Ursula. It was too private and wasn't ours to tell. The link between the two of us was that we were both dating brothers at the time. Those brothers had lost their mum when they were teenagers. Her name had been Ursula. I still can't explain it. Without the name, it wouldn't have persuaded me at all. But that was very specific and unusual. It was very unnerving, although a lovely experience. It wasn't scary at all, and it's one of the few things I still have no explanation of. Was it their mother finding a way to get a message to her sons she left too young that she still watched over them? I'd like to think so. Michelin Priory is just fabulous, isn't it? I think we need to go back there. We definitely, definitely do. Uh, maybe for a podcast, eh, Molly? I'll leave that with you. You're brave, let me tell you, Emma, sitting on your uh, own some in a priest hole. Um, but what a lovely experience to have. It's great when a medium can come out with specific information. And I believe that as long as that information can give comfort, then it's nothing but a wonderful, wonderful gift. Believe it, Emma. I certainly would. I hope when you told the brothers, uh, they were comforted by this information. And now we hear from Hannah in Essex about her experiences at night. Hi, Yvette. Love, love, love the podcast. And as a longtime Most Haunted fan and all things paranormal, I just had to get in touch with you. I've just finished listening to your Night Terrace episode and it resonated so much with me. I used to suffer terribly with childhood night terrors, so much so that I used to find myself sleepwalking, trying to get in the wardrobe, switching the lights on and screaming and waking up on the bedroom floor. Although I've had numerous paranormal experiences, a couple of nighttime events stick in my mind to this day. When I was in my early teens, my family and I were living in a three-bedroom cottage belonging to an estate home in Northamptonshire. History documents there being a fire that destroyed the row of cottages and people losing their lives. Anyway, fast forward years later, and me and my family were living there. My mum, sister and I witnessed countless creepy goings on, such as the electric keyboard in my sister's room being played in the middle of the night, coming down to all the doors having been opened and the dog let out, footstep noises and things going missing. 
One night I was fast asleep and remembered being woken to the feeling of something pulling at my feet at the bottom of the bed and then a weight on top of my feet. I was absolutely terrified, paralyzed in abject fear. No matter how much I wanted to pull my feet away, I was unable to move or scream out for my parents. It's only the next day that I realized it was either a paranormal experience or I was in a sleep terror. Years later, we were in a hotel in Gateshead. My family and I were staying in a Victorian terrace bed and breakfast when in the middle of the night I awoke to a tall, broad-shouldered, black-cloaked figure right at the side of the bed, looming down over me. I screamed the place down and jumped right in next to my parents who were sleeping in the double bed next to me. For the entirety of our stay, I kept smelling cigar smoke and had an awful feeling of unease. To this day, I'm not sure if it was my imagination or... Was it real? But one thing is for sure, I won't forget it. Thank you for taking the time to read my story from Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Well, I can only but sympathise as I know only too well what sleep terrors are like. But wow, you and your mum being woken up to a keyboard being played and all the doors being opened. I mean, how frightening is that? That would definitely give me nightmares. Uh, as you know, I've spoken about this before. I too have had sleep terrors and lots of them, but I more commonly than the others is a man standing over me by my bedside. Is this perhaps one of many common fears associated with night terrors? I don't know. I'm not sure, but it's also a very common haunting too. If it's not some kind of sleep state, then this ghostly figure is seen either at the foot of the bed or standing over you. And I believe this could be an old inhabitant of the location who's just having a bit of a nosy. It also sounds to me like you could be quite open to the spirit world. Remember, Hannah, to always protect yourself if you feel scared before sleep thank you for listening to paranormal activity with me yvette fielding and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us you can get in touch and share your own stories at this address it's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk we are on whatsapp if you want to leave a voice note and the number is 07599927537 and our handle on instagram is at paranormal activity pod stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week but if you can't wait until then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early you lucky things have a great week stay safe and remember say it with me now things aren't always as they seem Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.